0: Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at a crossroads, the place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers, and the road ahead was unclear. However, we decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week where we share simple strategies to get you unstuck in life and business and on your way to living the life you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shaleynee House, and this is the Educated Empowered Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated Empowered Inspired podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest, Carrie. Carrie Severson is the author of Unapologetically Enough and the CEO of a book publishing business she started after years of being rejected by literary agents. She has been in the storytelling industry for 25 years. She started the Unapologetic Voice House in 2019 after spending years pitching literary agents in the hopes of being published traditionally. All of her rejection letters from literary agents came down to the same thing. They all loved her work. They compared her work to well-known authors, but because she didn't have a big enough platform, agents always passed on her. Carrie used that pivot in life and launched a company that could help women just like her, unapologetic in their stories, without a massive following. She is married to her best friend and on her next soul quest to become the next version of herself. Well, welcome, Carrie. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the intro you've got quite the journey and i'm excited yeah. to dive into i'm assuming which was what well, was probably a big roller coaster ride in that in that process of doing the book launch and then getting it into your own publishing house yeah but before we get there just Fill us in maybe on a little of the gaps or anything else that you want us to know about your journey and how you got to doing what you're doing today.
1: Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, but I've always been in the storytelling space. I started in journalism when I was 19. A I've been a professional writer since I was 19. I'm now in my mid-40s, so I've done a lot of work in that space. And The goal was always to elevate the female voice. I was bullied as a kid. I had low self-esteem as a kid. And I thought if I could get into the place and change where the spotlight landed so that women treated women better and girls had different role models, we would be a stronger, more united collective as women. So I've always been on that mission. In 2011, I launched a nonprofit. It was a bullying solutions organization. And I caught the bubble of girl-on-girl bullying. And within literally a matter of like, it was like, three days of launch, I was catapulted into national spotlight and took up running at a demand I wasn't prepared for. So after several years and thousands of, you know, serving thousands of girls all around the country and partnering with um, huge organizations, getting up on hundreds of stages, being in hundreds of media segments, I burned out and went back to my roots of storytelling to heal. And that's literally how unapologetically enough really came into being. I started sharing my burnout story back before burnout was like, you know, a popular or buzzword or cool, you know, but back before it was making massive headlines and people from around the world were responding, saying, Hey, thanks so much. This is exactly what I'm feeling. And that gave me the insight that like, all right, I have to write this. And uh, I started pitching agents. I pitched 100 agents, 77 of them compared unapologetically enough to Glennon Doyle's Carry On or Eat, Pray, Love or Daring Greatly. And then always responded with comparing me to one of these literary giants with, because you don't have 100,000 followers, I'm passing. So in 2018, I got this calling, this download on my heart to be the house for women like me who have really strong stories, aren't newbies. This isn't my first rodeo, uh, but just never got the chance because of some external circumstance. And I've published my book in my book dropped in 2022. I've published about 30 other books. It's been, yeah, totally a big roller coaster for sure.
0: Well, I love that you help women stop questioning their enoughness and start realizing what they can accomplish when they take hold of the reins of their own life. Mm-hmm. And I I love that your story speaks into that and how you had to do that at multiple different times. So why don't we go into one of those pivots? Maybe we could talk about a specific pivot that you feel was hard on your heart and how you didn't get stuck there. Why my heart was behind starting this podcast I don't want people to get camped out in the stuck area, to, mm. to get them to move forward, take the action and just feel empowered to do something in their own life. And you've been able to do that. So share about that time and how you kept moving forward to chase your dreams.
1: Well, I write about this in Unapologetically Enough. So coming out of burnout the first time, one of the things I started to do was date again, because as a workaholic. I didn't have anything, right? Other than work. And that's unfulfilling in terms of like soul satisfying, right? So I started dating again and went out on this date with a dude that was like, oh, you've missed your opportunity to get married and have kids. And that total, that was a massive pivot. I was like, what in the hell? (laughs) And so i let that sit in front of me for a second and then I was like you know what I can take action here I can look into what it would be like to preserve my eggs I can kind of I can go down this rabbit hole and I did and I did it in hindsight I did it from a place of fear I did it out of a place of I'm running out of time I have to take action so I did two rounds of IVF as a single woman and um within you know six weeks later massive immune failure and um, was bedridden for about 13 months. Uh, and the pivot, I went through two pivots, right? I went through like one pivot of like complete 180. I'm gonna, go down this, I'm gonna go down this avenue and figure out how I can create something and force something into existence, preserving my fertility and all that jazz. And then I had to pivot again after everything failed and come to the realization that like, I am enough without all these pieces. And I have to learn how to love myself and move from a place of wholeness and enoughness versus moving from a place of fear and what ifs. And that second piece was incredibly painful, to be honest. It it, it required a lot of stillness. It required a lot of surrender, a lot of crying. a lot of like being alone with myself and my own thoughts and talking myself up from the depth of like a really hard, you know, some inner work. And it just takes time of consistently being there for yourself.
0: And you said, well, first of all, I think so many women can identify with the fear Mm -hmm. of we are often motivated by fear, whether it's fear of our, you know, our fertility, maybe running out or fear of you know, our children growing up and leaving the home, we, we just have so many of those fears and to be able to sit in that, how were you able to do that?
1: <laughs> I took time by myself and I would go, I would spend that nature was like a really big thing for me. So I would go and I would sit on the same bench, whether it were raining, if it were, you know, if it were raining, I brought an umbrella, if it was snowing, I probably did go, but I found a place that I felt um, at one with nature, you know, and I would take really deep breaths i would do the box breath and i would sort of the i am affirmations just sort of got me into my body but then i started doing the you know i started looking at my life from a opposite perspective of like all right so let's i was in my late 30s at the time let's say i don't get married what's the worst that can happen what can i create regardless of having a partner in life all right let's say i don't have children what's the worst that can happen and why do i feel like i am less of a woman if I don't have that mother status. And so for me, the enoughness came moment by moment, day by day, by looking at my reality and then looking at the the bottom of it and creating something totally
0: different and learning how to be okay with that. I love how you leaned into that fear and you went there and you let yourself realize it. And that was the beginning of your healing to face that fear, and then almost like a reset or reboot and move forward.
1: Yeah, a lot of the a lot of it was journaling, a lot of it was meditation, a lot of it was inner, you know, just dialogue with myself out there on the bench by myself talking to myself. But in my book, I actually list exercises I did. And one of the things that I found was, you know, where is this definition of what I need as a woman to identify as some, you know, to identify as somebody of higher stature than who I am right now. Where did that come from? Why do I have that drive to, you know, gain these things in life and these attributes and these titles? Is it something I really want, or was that placed on me by, you know, society? Was it placed on me by family? So there was a lot of undoing and unprogramming and a lot of surrendering that had to happen in order for me to like reshape that's why the subtitle of my book is reshaping success and self-love i had to literally reshape identities in order for me to come home to myself it's not yeah it's a lot of you know it is a lot of work but it doesn't have to be scary you know you just take it one step at a time
0: lean in a little bit, you'll discover something. That's what I love about your story is you're giving tools to help other people on that journey. So tell us a little bit about where listeners can find you and your book.
1: Sure. I'm over at unapologeticallyenough.com. Unapologetically Enough is available anywhere books are sold. Various Barnes & Noble are selling it. Amazon, Target, um, Walmart, Apple, Google, wherever you buy your books. If you want to support an independent store, you can always go to bookshop.org and do it that way.
0: And I'm sitting here looking at the cover of it behind her. It is a beautiful book. So you need to get your hands on a copy. And, (laughs) and you said the exercises in there. So try some of the exercises and tools that you share with us.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Do you want me to, do you want me to share an example? Sure. Okay, cool. (laughs) One thing that I love doing is called soul contracts. So I broke apart my life piece by piece in terms of like my love life, my home life, my career. And I would name like my heart with my chief, my love life was called my chief heart officer. And I created this one page contract between me as Carrie Severson, the CEO of my whole existence and chief heart officer, CHO of my love life. And I like made agreement between me and my love life that, um, we would get along. I would consistently show up for it that like we were at peace when we felt sad, we would have a heart to heart, you know, like it was, it was a lot of fun actually. And That was one of the things that moved me beyond, uh, helped me really kind of shift and re-examine, you know, I've got some stuff going on. I'm good. I, I love who I am. And, uh, Yeah. That's one of my favorite exercises. Soul contracts. Check that one out.
0: I love that. Okay. If you get her book and you try the soul contracts, you need to reach out to her and let her know, or let me know, because I'm going to go do that too. That's just such a fun way of healing without making it so deep and heavy and and hard. I I love the way you leaned into that creative exercise. Okay. Well, the last thing I ask my guest is what inspires you to do what you do? What inspires me?
1: Um, I have a really strong connection to God. I'm like, you know, my faith is like my, I have to start my day meditation in meditation and prayer. I typically tap in a couple of times. It's the thing that actually helps me stay out of burnout is my faith. It's deeply rooted. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I've been given this gift and I'm, I'm fairly good at it, being able to take that out into the world and help other people heal, reshape their life, come back to themselves, come back into their hearts. That inspires me.
0: Oh, I love that It has a basis in your faith and you're using that to go out and share that light with the world and just inspire other people because that is at the end of the day, what we all want to do is empower and inspire other people along our journey. Well, thank you so much for coming today, Carrie. It's been so great to have you.
1: Yeah. thank you and Thank you so much for having me.
0: This is fine. We're definitely going to have to have you back to talk more about your book journey and just what it was like to start your own publishing house. Okay. Sounds good. To learn more about Carrie and how she helps empower women just like you to put themselves out there, click on the link in the show notes. We would love to hear how this message inspired you today. If you did any of the exercises in her book or any of the fun takeaways, hit the link in the show notes and let us know. Send us a quick message. We can't wait to hear, and remember, wherever you are in your life or your business today, don't stay stuck, keep going, and be brave. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you were educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow and leave a review and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you get unstuck in your life and business so you can build a life of your dreams. The first step in that journey is learning to calm the chaos and make space for what matters get my secret weapon for finding time in your busy life to make good things happen. Just click on the link in the show notes and grab my simple strategies to overcome overwhelm and take back your life. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave.